Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. And here we go, folks. Off to the races. Dun, 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 dun. There's a lot of crossword puzzle clues that are about, like, horse races. Wow. Really? <laughs> what, what a specific crossover of knowledge. Like, specifically, hobbies. like specifically about, like, peop, like names of horses that have won derbies. That's on. not fair because and that's like, like a, you can't Google, I mean, you can't Google and there's just, unless you have, unless you're Aaron Hannon from the office. That's like a niche. And have all of them memorized. Upper echelon of white people that I'm just like not a part of. Oh, I was deeply a horse girl for a while. In fact, I almost owned a horse. Can, in fact, I have a question. <laughs> Uh-huh. Can you tell me what it means to be a horse girl? I don't understand. This you is- do. You knew so many 12-year-old girls who wore t-shirts with horses on it, and all they <laughs> wanted to do was talk about horses and draw horses and ride horses, whether they actually did or not. Oh. You know you know a horse girl in your heart. That's not... It can't <laughs> be explained to you. In your heart. All right. Fair enough. Indeed, yo. But that's also not upper echelon anything. I feel like derby is like going to the going to the races. That has nothing to do with horse girls. That's what horse girls have fantasies about someday. Well, I feel like my version of horse girls were like Broadway girls, theater people. Might have something to do with the people you surrounded yourself with. Um, I've never seen a show in my life. Me either. That's actually more believable. Yeah. Brooke is a show fiend, as you know. I'm a fiend. I'm a show hyena. That's right. Okay. Um, you guys, fine. I'm going to take the reins here. Take them. Um, I had one of the best days of my life. I hope life. that was an intentional pun. You're going to take the reins? Oh, my God. A horse pun. I didn't even realize. No, it wasn't intentional. Shh. Yes. Tell us about um, your peak life experience. My peak life experience. On Sunday, I taught my 75-minute yoga class to Mama Mia. Bridget was in attendance. I was. I survived. I had a blast. Yeah, she crushed it. I danced. If you don't follow Brooke, which you should be because you're one of our listeners, go and look at the photos and videos she posted because they'll bring you joy and show you what a good teacher book is. And then Bridget took my other, my actual yoga class. Not even though you were subbing in. It's when you don't usually do. What I mean by actual yoga is like sculpt doesn't count. Oh, yeah. It's like yoga principles, but it's just exercise. It's squats and shit. Yeah, it's like... But that's what all of the core power I've done is. None of it is just yoga. 
No, there's always there's always like a core it's like exercise, yeah, yoga, yeah. Belly up core is. As but yes, say. I did two hours and fifteen minutes of yoga in about eighteen hours. And how do you feel? Extremely sore, but good. Yeah. Not actually as bad as I thought I would be. I was worse last night, and then I woke up woke up this morning and was like, I'm not gonna use the dang grammars today, and I didn't. I don't like them grammars. Neither. That's how I sent all my work emails today. I was watching, um, have you watched Explained on Netflix? Certainly not. It's like 15 minute um, episodes where they explain things. What? Like what kind of things though? So like this one that I watched was about the exclamation point. Oh fun. And it like dives into like the invention of the exclamation point. And then also um, it talked about work emails and how if a woman sends a work email, it's so fucked up. If a woman sends a work email with an exclamation point, it's like received 60% better than if a man were to send a work email with an exclamation point. That's funny. I do use a lot of exclamation, not a lot, but like I use them. Usually there's one per email. Like, I'm not excessive because I'll end up editing the other ones out mm-hmm. um, because it just sounds so, I don't know, particular to have everything with exclamation points. But yeah, I can't say I've ever received an email and been like from a dude with exclamation points. I am really actually very particular about people emailing me because as an assistant, especially a personal, which I basically was a personal assistant for two years, I learned a lot about people very quickly by the way they would email me by the Mm -hmm. attention they would pay or what they would say or how people would interact with me specifically and so I notice a lot but I cannot say I'm that nitpicky about exclamation points definitely women use them more though no question I mean I use them like excessively when I'm talking to like you (laughs) (laughs) oh I mean in my like personal online life punctuation is free form expression true to be used and abused what would you say that your spirit punctuation is um i was having a conversation about this on sunday as well honestly probably i would like to say enterobang which is the name for the exclamation point question mark combination yes, they talked about that on explained <laughs> <laughs> oh cool um you but probably actually would like it a lot i'm sure i would i love that shit explained shit you know um, there's like really interesting ones too. but honestly if i'm being my boring true self i'm a semicolon okay do not talk down about the semicolon no 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 all i mean by it is that part of the reason it's me is because like i cannot not be verbose and i love a semicolon See, i am a, a sorcerer with them and i think it's just a way to have smarter verbose writing okay. i've been forced to use them i and think perfect that them i'm gonna pause it that that is because we were talking about how, um, because I was like, I'm verbose. Like, I'm a comma. Mm-hmm. I think I'm a comma. I'm a little pretentious. I'll take it. I'm, I, but I'm like, I have so much respect and admiration <laughs> for the semicolon. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite punctuation. Mm-hmm. And then I got upset because we were like, oh, of course this mm-hmm. person's a semicolon. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me. And I'm like, because Kyle said that, and I was like, semicolon's my favorite. <laughs> I got upset. I want to know what our guest's punctuation is. All right, we is. have a guest. Put the M- mic to your my face. My roommate of yeah. the pod. It's back-to-back roommate time. Um. Well, I don't know. I think Alex gets categorized as your brother first. He is my brother first and my roommate second. Although, yeah. we've been roommates. It's okay. Ari's my brother. 
I'll take it. Hey, Ari. <gasps> oh, you'll yes. take it? Such ferociously responded love there. Yeah, fine. <laughs> it's whatever. Right. Oh. I think we did this bit last time we had you on the pod briefly, too. Yeah, so probably. fun. So fun. Let's start out strong, you know? Ari Herschel Shapiro, welcome to the podcast. What was that last name? Ari Herschel Shapiro. Herschel welcome. and the Hanukkah Goblins, baby. <laughs> you guys. It's freaking Rosh Hashanah. It Shana is. Tova. Shana Tova, to motherfuckers. Oh, we're going to talk up? about Judaism so much this episode, I baby. Hope Even though it's not about Judaism at all. I know but a few oh. things about Judaism. Um, I sent Lashana Tova, just made me think of the fact that I sent Brooke um, a meme <laughs> this week that was both Jewish and specifically about Broadway, and she didn't get it for the first time in both of our lives. I was the one who knew the reference, and I could not believe it. I didn't get it. Today, I was what talking was to my friend Maddie. Oh, yeah. No, um, there is a Broadway actress, like a, she's been nominated for a bunch of Tonys, named um, Toma F- Tova Felcha. She also plays... Um, the mom and crazy ex-girlfriend she's a badass and when i went to go see oh hello she was like the guest they pulled up out of the audience which is the only reason i know who she is it's not because of her other stuff and so someone's guest was like tell my friend celebrating Mm -hmm. and then it was just a photo of her because her first name's toa Toa. i was really proud of myself and i sent it to brooke being like i'm really proud i got this and she was like i don't and it was the only moment that will ever happen in our (laughs) friendship i don't know you're you've been involved in Jewish culture for a while now, Bridget. Judaism, sure, but I will not pretend in this room sitting across <laughs> from the, my two closest Jewish friends that I know more than you Test do. my blood. Certainly not, wouldn't pretend about Broadway. Although maybe, I, I would say I maybe know more about Broadway than, than you do, Ari, only because so. I've spent time with people who care deeply about it by yeah. osmosis. Yeah, I, yeah, specifically Broadway. Who? Um, uh, I spent three years dating someone who's made it his life's mission to know everything there is to know about Broadway. Awesome oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're talking about me? No, we've only been dating for two years. That's true. Bridget and I have been dating for two years. And we're celebrating. Can you believe? Next. Can you believe? <laughs> I, like congrats forever. to the Queer Eye crew on their Emmys. Um, Proud of them. But today my friend Maddie, I was I was like, oh, it's Rosh Hashanah. It's Shana Tava. She's like, I don't know how to say that. And I was like, Shana Tava. And she goes, Shana Tava. Oh, I guess I just said it. And I was like, yeah, you just have to repeat after me. That's not that's not a trick. <laughs> I don't know how to say that. It was that. really, it was really, really funny. Ari, will you introduce yourself yeah. to us Who in whatever manner you? you would like? Who the fuck am I? And well, what do you think you're doing here? What do I think I'm doing here? Well, uh, hello. My name is Ari Herschel Shapiro. <laughs> If you didn't catch that the first six times. I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I don't go by go Herschel, pack. By Those go Midwestern Packers. Jews, okay. they're the least trustworthy of them all. Guys, if you've been waiting for, for a <coughs> shot of testosterone from this podcast, <laughs> I'm ready to bring it to you. Drumroll, please. We have a straight white male on the podcast. I spent all the weekend best watching football. <laughs> like, really, actually. Better. To be fair, it's, like, opening time, right? Like, the season yeah, is happening, is so week. you just get to plunge yourself yeah. in. Ari and I were supposed to go to a sports bar on Sunday, but it was raining, and I literally, like, Bridget can attest to this, after I taught the 75-minute Mamma Mia sculpt, mm-hmm. we all, a couple of us went out for, like, a diner to a diner. It was very sex in the city. It was. And I sort of just like shut down. <laughs> like slowly as our bellies filled and as the class hit. And I think for Brooke as the like sheer adrenaline rush of the best 75 minutes of her life faded. She needed to go home, you know? I cried at the beginning and at the end. Mm-hmm. It was like truly 
and it was like like in all seriousness and i'm here to attest that the whole class had a fucking blast there were people there who didn't know what they'd walked into who had a blast there were a bunch of brooks friends but not just brooks friends she pulled in like 35 people for this class it was was really it was really amazing it was like truly one of the most special things in my life i wish i could have sculpted with y'all well right we're doing it again in october i was just gonna say she's <laughs> nailed it so hard it's gonna be a series so everyone get ready gird um, your loins but can, Ari. I tell, wait, can i tell this story because i don't think i told bridget this can Probably. i can i tell you can tell me if i can if i need to cut it okay so when i bailed on ari he called me and he was like oh well i'll see you tomorrow which we ended up oh, bailing yeah. on each other and he was like it's fine <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna need you to double come for me and i was like <laughs> what he's like yeah and I was like okay I mean I guess I can do that and so I like said something mean to him and he was like I don't why would you say that to me and I was like you told me to come for you and he was like no that's not what I said he said comfort oh see my brain went somewhere dirty first and then I was really confused what was happening as with last night when Ari told me I could come sit on the couch but he was leaning over fixing something and he said just don't sit on my face and I was like oh I mean my my head (laughs) that'll hurt my ear also would just like to give a real fast shout out to Ari's lovely girlfriend Emily who we adore more than anything and talk about constantly Ari we interrupted you introducing yourself oh yeah you um, should do that. I, hey, y'all. Uh, this is so exciting. We literally exciting. did not get I'm past your so name. Nervous. I'm so nervous and excited You should not podcast. be. Um, uh, my, my name is Ari Shapiro. I am a straight white uh, man. Ow, ow. Ow, ow. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin. <laughs> to be clear, He's Jewish. I don't actually We've learned have a lot. a lot of pride about that. Um, you do have Packer um, pride, he though. Actually wears Packer a, pride. He wears a name tag that says straight, straight white mm-hmm. male. White male. Um... <laughs> That's a Bo Burnham reference. It is, and it's excellent. Thank you so much. I'm I'm the crossover between (laughs) all of my sports podcasts and this one, you know? Yeah. Pretty much the same thing. Yeah, they are. uh, I listen to a lot of Bill Simmons. Anyone? Anyone? Yes. I actively yawned. <laughs> Brooke yawned, but it, I don't think it was on purpose. I think it was. Uh, do you know what I did? Actually, speaking of, you know what I listened to? The only Bill Simmons episode I've listened to is the what? one where he and his 13 year old daughter interview Bo Burnham, of all so people. Good, right? It's so good, about 13, yeah. And, like, he's, like, very respectful, and the daughter is clearly, like, in awe of Bur- Bo Burnham. Of but Bur- he's Burnham. also, like, wants to hear everything she has to say. So, genuinely, he's the best yeah, person. I like I'm Bo obsessed Burnham. with him. I do. I do. Like it's him. an original crush for me that has maintained itself. Yeah, he worked out. Eh? yeah you, all the way those, around yeah those og uh, uh youtube stars oh yeah. yeah it's really fun to listen to him um talk about those days because mm-hmm. he just did all the like press tours for Eighth grade, and talking about him being like a theater kid and his mm-hmm. whole process and because he was supposed to go to nyu and he ended up not yeah he didn't go and to he school, just right? made it fucking wow. work but that's like such a foreign life to me like the idea of not going right to school right after high school it was and never so many option. people who didn't go to college are people who i look up to for the like dope ass careers yeah. they've put together for themselves and like lives I actually had an ex- my experience in the past year was like someone I got close to someone who didn't graduate college and I never thought that I would ever do that I was like mm-hmm. if I had known that like going into it I would have judged I think in a way mm-hmm. that I'm not proud of yeah it's a good thing that's what life is though like it teaches you through exposure hopefully at yeah. its best moments and then you yeah Ari what's your experience with sex in the city uh my experience with wait sex in the- hi Bridget Oh, hi, Brooke. Hi, everybody. And welcome to Splat, the podcast. Where me? me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, you paused, so I went for it. Me, Brooke. 
and me, Bridget, talk about Sex, Sex in the, the city. city, 10 years younger, and 20 years later. There it is. Sorry, we real, wheeled it out for you. And Ari Ari. <laughs> and Ari Ari. Ari Ari, what is your experience with Sex in the City? Sorry. Okay. So my experience with Sex in the City, I was on the pod uh, briefly a few weeks ago. If anyone remembers. Uh, your roommate you know, doing a podcast yeah. is the experience Shut you up. have. <laughs> I, was, I was roommate doing the podcast. I was the roommate, guys. It's me. Um, my exposure with Sex in the City is limited. Uh, I've had a couple of episode exposures. Um, You've never like intentionally one, just I've, watched by yourself? Yeah, I've never. I've definitely never watched by myself. I've... Um, uh, never super intentionally watched either. Like I've watched mm-hmm. with people when they were watching and I've never like not enjoyed myself. Like mm-hmm. it's always been a pretty, uh, you know, I think a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there's no, yeah, nothing stands out to me as, as aggressively terrible, certainly. Um, and in fact, in watching this episode, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. I think that, uh, like I said last time, it clearly inspired so much excellent television for for years to come including shows that are on today mm-hmm. um but uh, you know i i wish i had, yeah. had more i, I think, would say its I legacy today is is powerful still mm-hmm. exactly in I the way do the think, show maybe isn't by itself i do think that there is definitely a stigma like i just don't know how as a straight white man i can just like i don't know about white I, that i don't know if that has anything to do with it but as a straight guy i can i don't know uh i guess it does what did you before today like what what is the, like, impression that you had of the show? I think the impression that I had of the show without, like, knowing that my roommate and best friend does a podcast on it. The two of my closest friends do podcasts on it. Um, no, no, no. Uh, it's okay. Bridget is your roommate and best friend, and I am. And Brooke is my no one. Uh, and so I, I think that uh, <laughs> Brooke is irrelevant, as she said earlier today. I am. That's Pick call, which that's one of us you hate and stick to it. Me, right. it's me. It's going to be Brooke this time. But the two previous times he's been on this, he's he's refused to give me any love. Right. Now we're fighting about no. who he hates more. I love it. I thought it was only one time. Can you move the mic closer to your face? Yeah, so totally. Is this better? Yes. Can you hear me? Um. So previously I would say that the, I think the easy stereotype is like, oh, sex in the city that's for ladies, you mm-hmm. know, like that's like a, it's like about, which it like aggressively problems. is and marketed towards too. Yeah. But I think that the conflicts are super relatable. And I think that especially in watching this and we'll get to it obviously, but the actions of men on women, I think that it's a really interesting perspective of like zooming out and saying, okay, so what are these norms that we've, I'm getting so Northwestern on this, um, but what are <laughs> I the, love it. what are the norms that that we have, we have established? On this pod. Yeah, and it feels like this is discourse. Like the show is discourse, mm-hmm. where it it examines uh, what a guy does, and then two different really valid perspectives on like, okay, well, I think he was feeling this. Okay, I think that he was feeling this, and and that there is no necessarily right answer because it's people. Um, Bridget, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say. Because I don't think Ari has an answer, which... Well, I want to know what his instinct is. He still has to answer oh, for himself. Yeah. If you think right now. Based on this episode? Mm, sure. Sure. Or uh, like in general, because I feel like you could probably rattle off the stereotypes Charlotte. of who you are. Honestly, that fits for me. Hondo P. I think he's a Steve. Mm, uh, I would say he's more Charlotte than Steve. I think Steve's in there, but I see the Charlotte. Is Steve Samantha's... No, that's no. Richard. Oh, that's, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I meant, um, is it uh, Miranda's, uh, Miranda's, Miranda's yeah, yeah. baby daddy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could see Steve. I even, there's definitely when we were watching, I was you. like, is he Jewish? 
No, he's not. As we learn. What a great segue. Well, first, how long have you lived in New York? Oh, I've lived in New York for two and... How long have we lived in New York? Basically for two, exactly. Almost two years in this apartment, but... Mm-hmm. Uh, but then yeah, you came in like more. May-ish. Yeah, I came yeah. in May. Yeah. Um, and what is... A, have you... Can you think of like a very like New York moment? We call them like sex in the city moments, but... Honest, this is... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, like the other night, I was with Emily, who we just shouted out. The um, best girl in the world. What up? Uh, and, sh- and we... It was her last night in New York, and so we went to... Barcade, which is a lovely yes, bar arcade, as you might guess. And then we went to Veselka, which is a classic. I fucking Ukrainian. love Veselka. I've been cl- you really? craving it. Ari was mansplaining this go. entire night to me. He was like, it's oh Barcade. It's this bar in the West Village. That's it's not, also that's, I'm going to say real Village. fast. It's not mansplaining. It's Thank just Ari-splaining. That's just how oh. he moves through and life. Then he was like, and, <laughs> and then we got dumplings. Airing on the side of helpful worse. information. No, 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 it's not. I promise. We got dumplings at this place, pierogies, this place in the East Village. It's called... And I was, like, I was like, yeah, Veselka. <laughs> it is like world famous, but still. It, Emily had never heard of it. So Ever then I got heard nervous. of it? Um, Emily? No, hadn't heard of it. Uh, and so then we went and got a gelato at Il Laboratorio del Gelato, which Yum. is my fave gelato spot. I got um, red bean and dark chocolate orange. Yum. So good. And so and the then, whole night? And then, what was that? I said, was that the whole night? Uh, no. And then we went to Little Italy after our gelato inspiration. Literally, as they like Literally. to call it. Um, and we had drinks and cannoli, and then we came back to... I thought you were going to say we had drinks and canoodled. Canoodling. Canolo. And the real cannoli. And then um, we came back to my apartment and Bridget was around and we played oh, yeah. Hanabi. When I got back at like 1 a.m. and then we played Hanabi. Two, I think. Maybe, yeah. And then we split a bottle of Prosecco and... Mm-hmm. Hanabi, uh, the best game in the world. Hanabi, mm-hmm. the greatest game. Shout out Hanabi. Hanabi. Um, Hanabi. <laughs> and then we... Uh, uh, she was actually looking to do a podcast at some point and so she did like a mock interview on me which ended up just being like us having a conversation and us recording it too at like 3.15 in the morning after Hanabi. So it was I just wondered what a, the fuck was happening in your yeah. room, actually. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I could hear it happening, yeah. and I was like, "What are they even talking about?" Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, I'm I'm not going to spoil anything. No, yeah. can I just say that she Emily has the best laugh of anyone I've she ever does. heard in my whole life. She also has the best face, hair, this hair, haircut. Yeah, I know the best. Bob, um, just our just our weekly <laughs> Emily love session. Oh, this is not to stop talking about your. No, no, that was the end of my night. So not to detract from your New York experience, but um, would like to call attention to this. A Hollywood Reporter article that actually my old boss texted to me with some choice emojis. Sarah Jessica Parker says Sex in the City looks tone deaf 20 years later. Um, basically, she says you couldn't make it work. Uh, you couldn't make it today because of the lack of diversity on screen, which check yes, she mm-hmm. is very right there. She says, I think it would feel bizarre. And the point is people have been talking about like a reboot, which and she's basically like you couldn't reboot the show without changing the show fundamentally Mm -hmm. she was like i'm not opposed to a reboot it just wouldn't be sex in the city Mm -hmm. and i think it also i'm sure the fact that like kim control hates her wouldn't help well they wouldn't be in it is the point it would be a different cast like a literal reboot yeah no she was like there's which would be the way it would have to be done she was i think basically she just wants sex in the city to be done for a lot of reasons it's broad city Um, is the closest we're ever gonna get yeah I think a lot of people would argue Girls is way closer, Ugh, yeah. having not watched it. But I think that world, yeah. Um, 
she also has a lot of good thoughts about politics, but wholeheartedly supports our girl Cynthia, and that's all that matters. Oh, nice. Shall we dive into the episode? Let's yeah. dive in. This episode yeah. is called Unoriginal Sin. Not to be confused with original sin. It's kind of an unoriginal episode. It's pretty Ooh. lame. There's just, like, not really that Carrie's much. Carrie's just, like, lamenting about how, like, because she's not in a relationship, she can't write about being she's in a relationship. She's wearing wedge sandals with But here's socks. my cue for you. Before she was dating Big and Aiden, wasn't she just, like, going on dates with people and having sex? Like, why can't she just go on dates? I think the point is she feels differently now. She's been through these, like, two loves. She, she feels later. She also says something about a 36-year-old woman, ostensibly about herself. And I was like, you're not 36. Anyway. Her hair looks so good there, though. I it like was, the short haircut. Yeah, but she's wearing like a fucking schmata. Yeah. Over a lot. So they're, okay. Shana Tova. Okay. So the four of them are at brunch having their weekly uh, connection and they all order their drinks and they're I mean their food. Carrie has nothing to write about. And she says she literally wrote about French fries last week and it comes to light. And then Miranda's like, it was sweet. And Cheryl was like, it was cute. And she like looks expectantly at Samantha. And Samantha's like, I didn't have time to read Well, she's, at first she's like, French fries. And then they're all like, hello. And Samantha's like, yeah, I didn't read it. Sometimes I don't have time to. Fair. Carrie's like, great. I'm irrelevant even to my friends. Because she's concerned. She's gotten a call from her editor. And she's like, he's going to fire me. That's I'm sure that's it. It reminds me of like supporting our because friends. Because she's not getting arts. laid. I was like, like, can you imagine if I expected people to support me every, like if I had like, a weekly thing like a podcast maybe <gasps> and i expect we expect it like we have no expectations for our friends to listen to i am very pointedly anti like a lot of people will ask me about it very genuinely and then be like i haven't listened yet i'm so sorry and i'm like no i don't care if you ever listen thank yeah. you for asking i would not expect um but at the same time you know your friends and you would hope I think it's a little funny they, like, shame Samantha for it. It's a weird expectation. Yeah. It's a weird, really weird expectation. Basically, yeah. Carrie thinks that because she's not writing about sex anymore, they're going to fire her. Because it's now in the city instead of anything else. Right, 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 right. She and like, then they all order food, and as they give their casual orders, Samantha drops. She, like, says her order, and she says, I'll have the fruit plate, and I'm back with Richard. Bum, bum, and everyone bum. looks at her very dramatically. Charlotte says, Richard, who we're all plotting to kill, which I think is a fair question to Honestly, ask. Honestly, I resonate with that a lot. I do too. Um, and Samantha also, nope, Charlotte in her indignation does a like V and like mm -hmm. licks her tongue through, which is a very... Didn't he do that? That's uh, like the theme of this. Oh my yeah. God. I actually, I have the thing we can post for that. Perfect. Um, That's such an intense sign, though. Yeah. I feel like it's just so viscerally well, When I violent, glanced almost. at this episode, um, the summary was like, Charlotte makes an obscene gesture. And I was like, that's how noteworthy this episode <laughs> oh is, is that this moment gets put into the summary. So, um, <laughs> so nothing else happened. <laughs> we, we got past that moment and yep, nothing and happened. And the rest of the episode <laughs> is just 26 minutes of nothing. Cindy Nixon's hair looks reasonable. It's a different color and different cut yet again than it was last week. And later in the episode. Samantha's basically trying to justify to them. Richard basically says that he was scared and he was in over because his head. Because he's never felt like he, you know, this about anyone but, but Samantha. So he, he did dumb things. And Samantha's like, yeah, he's trying. And, and you know what? If it's just sex, it's just sex. Like somehow she's had this like radical complete opposite she's feeling like, of last week i know he loves me i'm gonna believe that he's sorry and carrie's sort of like okay we'll respect your choice 
and the other two are rolling their head. Charlotte is literally like slumped down in her desk like a t- teenage boy who doesn't want to but then respect the teacher. Carrie does this really savage thing where she's like, oh, wait, how about this for a column? Desperate women who will believe anything. And I'm like, there it is. There's the rivalry. Bring it to light. Bring it up. <laughs> but I think, yeah. I think something that they talk about also is the expectation that like, well, he like, you know, just kind of fell into hooking up with this person. Into her pussy. Into She uses the word pussy really casually, by the way. Yeah. Re- she's like, yeah, if there's, that. another pussy that, okay. like, <laughs> yeah. if there's another pussy that goes by. And I was like, whoa. Yes. Um, welcome. Ari, how do you feel specifically about the word pussy? Uh, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. Because I feel like it's like. More a, or less like uncomfortable than when someone says vagina. Oh, definitely more uncomfortable than when someone says vagina. Really? Vagina feels very anatomical. Vagina. But yeah, like, I guess. Like, but vagina feels weirder to me. Really? I'll get talk, I could talk about pussies all day. <laughs> and calico. Sex Black. In the city. <laughs> <laughs> um uh but I think that the expectation that a guy Tabby Pussy. Like could fall tabby pussy. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I call mine. The tabby. The tabby next the tab, door. The tab. Um uh Street Pussy. That's right. God. You guys saw when I realized our local you know Parkside Z? The yeah, the bodega our, Shout our, out Parkside <laughs> Z. Shout out Parkside Z. Del- you know, have you ever Grill? looked at the incense they spell? No. They sell, excuse me. Oh no. Sex on the beach. Oh, yeah. Warm pussy. Right. Insane. It's My so vagina bizarre. just closed. There's one called orgasm. Yeah. I know. You said that oh. and it was just it literally went Oh sorry, it's not even warm pussy, that? it's sweet pussy. Sweet, so we're gonna get some sweet, sweet pussy on the pussy. way home, Marion. Oh, <laughs> Break you of your uncomfortability. <sighs> That's not a word. What were you saying about um, um, about Richard falling into oh, I think that that's silly I think that we yes. all make choices yes. at, very consciously and that like yes. you know the ramifications of your actions you know I, like it doesn't matter how drunk you are it doesn't matter how lustful and sad or whatever this is like you're in some, charge right you're in charge right and so and yeah. the idea that like well we'll, f- we'll forgive him because he's like you know he's not even in control of his own penis it's like that's fucking i'm sorry that's ridiculous it is Pardon my you language curse we just had pussy for like five <laughs> minutes well something i was gonna say i mean this particular thing in this episode got to me uh, quite a bit that whole concept of just like he fell yeah. into it because i pretty recently have had someone try to justify fairly terrible things to me by telling me a story in which i was like it's ins- it, it's actually it was funny retrospectively how little this person could hear about what they were saying because they spun me a story in which it was like here's the vacuum i live inside of and here are all yeah. the accidents that fell into each other to make this thing happen that i had absolutely no control or participation in and yes. then i did this terrible thing but obviously this vacuum of choices that i live in and didn't make for myself it's just like eye rollingly i you mean it's why her friends are vacuums it's where trash goes mm-hmm. <laughs> that's well said I think it's a, yeah, I think it's a cheap excuse and it's a way to And I think her friends see through it here. Right. And I think that and it's like, baffling why Samantha Samantha does too, but she's choosing not I to. I have a fear though reason. that that what? Will resonate later. Okay. So, let's talk about Miranda and Steve. Steve brings up that he wants to have baby Brady baptized. He just say that 10 times fast. Baby sorry, baby baptized. Nope, can't even say it once. He He's basically like my people want this they're my my family is catholic and i you know i know we're not really involved but it would mean a lot to them and miranda does this thing thank you expert miranda does this thing where she's like dude i don't believe in any of that we're talking about a lot about hell 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and Steve has a fairly good point, which he's like, okay, if you don't believe it, then it's just water on the baby's right. head, and can could you just go along for this one day? If it doesn't mean anything to you, it doesn't mean anything. I really to you. oscillate between thinking Steve is hot and not, but to this episode, he looks hot. I think it's an interesting idea, though, that like what we're t- I just keep on Northwestering. Um, it's a really Do interesting it. idea of like. Okay, well, if it doesn't mean anything to you, then, like, why can't we just do it and then move on? Because it does mean something to her that the child is not raised Here's with the thing. religion. You know, like, it's... If I was in this situation, I would have the exact reaction as Miranda. Yeah. But I also think that I would acquiesce as she does because I think... Mm-hmm. Because the, I agree with you. It's a weird... You're like, of course, there's always something on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know, not doing something is also something or doing something means something. Right. But I think in this point... Or... I think in this case, his point to her is that like, you aren't actively, there's no hurt by this because if Miranda wants it to be, it's a day, it's Mm -hmm. literally a day. And it's not like baptism is going to like follow Brady and like be important in her life. But it also like Miranda didn't want a baby shower while my neighbors are pouring wine. Yeah. She doesn't even really want like (laughs) ceremony, you know, like she doesn't, she doesn't want to do all of the baby things that are these like traditional ascribed, no less than you throw a religion you don't participate on. on I get it too. I get her aversion, but I also like, I think Steve has a pretty good argument and Mm -hmm. I would say, of course, this is the scenario they've planned for each other. They've like made this happen, but for someone who's like fairly uninvolved in his baby's life in a Mm -hmm. significant way and whose family is certainly uninvolved, I think he's been really chill and this is like... A pretty small thing to ask yeah. about his human baby to at least have the conversation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I, yeah, I think it's interesting. It's like starting a baby. Like, the baby has no choice. So right. it's like all a parental decision. But I would agree. If you think that- it's nothing, then, mm-hmm. like, it's nothing. And worst case scenario, right. the baby's now blessed and won't go to hell. So, you know. Right. Worst case scenario. <laughs> <laughs> won't go to hell. Bridget's Jews don't believe in hell. Yeah, we don't believe in hell. Why Everybody Judaism's better. Take a drink every time we talk about being Jewish. Bra, bra, shana tova. Oh, bra, bra, dip those apples in those honey. Honey. Mm-hmm. Tasty, tasty. So Richard is with Samantha, and she's she like, does the obscene gesture. Well, she's like, my friends don't believe you. And she's like, listen, every time a hot guy, I mean a hot, oh, okay, I can't speak. Basically... Basically, she's telling him that her friends don't approve, which I also, everything about the way Samantha handles getting back together with him makes no sense for her, for him, for any of it. Mm -hmm. Um, And he pulls out a ring and he's like, unless Miranda wouldn't approve. And basically is like, look what I can give you. And it's a beautiful canary diamond. And I imagine that a canary diamond is something that's worth a lot of money and is invaluable. No matter what. He diamonds says, in the title yeah right? he so says don't worry it. it's not for that finger it's for this one and it's points to her, her middle, middle finger. finger so when you flip me off he says i'll tr- it's my i'll try not to cheat and eat uh when i'm scared when i'm I'll scared try not yeah to which also yes. just oh. so it's for bare when, he flip, when she flips him off oh, sorry i forgot we buried your bar 700 feet underground I'll try and, um, not to this. Okay, I just want to say, trying to plan him. her. She she joked to earlier that her next album, her next article would be about like comparing men to socks, basically. And it says, mm-hmm. Bridget, would you like to? Men as socks. Some men are argyles. Safe socks. This column socks. You are definitely getting fired. Just wanted to say, this is in 2018, her drafting tweets. Bad jokey tweets that would be related to like her column or whatever and, and just like I see it there and this made me laugh so much and now she's playing this weird game with Charlotte at lunch and she's wearing this cap she looks like the Scottish villain from Kim Possible she's wearing like a weird kilt hat 
basically they're playing a game called a hundred where they both look at a hundred men and if they would sleep with who walk by on the street if they'd sleep with them there's a yes if they wouldn't there's a no and then charlotte's like i have seen eight out of 42 and how many do you have and carrie's seen none who she'd fuck out of the 32 she's seen go by She's like, get men who are good looking. I've never had to try in bed. They also have such specific masculinity prescriptions in this show as much as they do about femininity. Because at one point, Charlotte's like, what about the guy with the dog? And Carrie's like, Ugh, not a dashing guy. Like, if he can't dachshund, I always forget. I see it visually in my head and say wrong. A dachshund. That's one of my favorite things about you. What are some of other words that you do that with? I do it with a lot of them. It's like truly, I see the spelling first and then I, I, and I can't stop myself. It's like one I of the it. most endearing things Even about when you. I know it's how to so say funny. it. Uh, the uh, they're, they're, this uh, podcast is just a record of me doing that with things honestly just miss saying things because <laughs> I okay here's an example watching Game of Thrones we watch it with captions and I was oh, unable yeah. to not say Caitlin mm-hmm. for Catelyn because it's spelled with an E in it and I just like I was like I'm gonna say Kate I, I've trained myself finally but it took I don't know three seasons before I would stop saying Caitlin because I would see it in my head Where, first well also your sister um, wait, really quick. Can we talk about hats? Women with hats. I have a question about mm-hmm. this. Yeah, like, I would love to talk about this. I've been out like with like uh, uh, a literally. It wasn't like my uh, lady. It was a friend, mm-hmm. and there was a big like group with a girlfriend, with a girl, of yours with a friend who you who weren't who seeing. Yeah, right. And and she was wearing she was a invisible. hat, and that was the, and she was invisible, and but she was wearing a hat in mm-hmm. in this dream, mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> and. Uh, that's the only time I've ever gone out with a lady with a hat on. I it almost wore a hat. When we were going to Brooklyn today, I almost wore a hat. What's the question? Well, do, you, <laughs> do, you, do, you, do you do hats? I love hats. Special occasions. So. I love a baseball cap. Mm-hmm. Love you a baseball know cap. I have a wide brimmed hat. That- mm-hmm. I was going to say, like, for the most part, for the most part, when I put a hat on, mm-hmm. I feel too ridiculous to walk out of the house with it on. So yeah. it's a special occasion thing. Yeah. And it, a wide-brimmed one is probably the only, like a big floppy like sun mm-hmm. hat. You know, mm-hmm. if you're going to the beach or like a somewhere. I like have this one hat that I love, but I'm like, am I that girl that exactly. wears Exactly. You have to be someone. Yeah. You know, you have to be a, a that, that girl, girl of some yeah. kind. But and maybe I'm Carrie that. is certainly being, she's trying oh. to be a McDougal here and it's failing. Uh, you love a hat. It's I just like, a baseball cap. I like a baseball cap when I'm like hiking or when i'm doing something the have other you day ever I wore worn one. a non-baseball hat do you mean like like uh, like is like there an occasion beanie? where you've worn a yeah beanies sure but i mean like have you ever worn a fedora type hat no, ever never see that's pretty rare and i'm gonna say those fall into two categories too 97 mm-hmm. percent of the fedora wearing category is like mouth breathers who you know we feel some kind of way about i would mm-hmm. say there's three percent who Wear a fedora, pull it off, and then you hate them because they're pulling off wearing a fedora. Yes. Yep. Fucking kiwi. Yep. I think that, I also think that, like, I don't know, I'm putting another number on it, but I'd say, like, 92% of men who wear fedoras are going bald. Yes. And I am hashtag blessed. True. To have my hair. Jews. And so I just don't, Jews. And so, <laughs> Take a hair, drink. hair everywhere. And I, <laughs> and I, like, Gag. just feel lucky, you know, that I don't yeah. have to wear a fucking fedora. You would not, that would not be the way that you not combated. If you combat baldness with a fedora, that's basically screaming, I'm worse than bald. Yeah. Okay, but I'm insecure about Ari, it. Yeah. I'm picturing you in a hat and I, and I, like, see it. Here's my question. What, what about, like, a fedora? like a patty cap? I feel like I've seen you I a have a hat and I want you, to you know, it's like the Irish boy. It's like a page boy cap, but it's like, oh, yeah. like a newsboy hat. Oh, I've worn a newsie hat. It's yeah. very Irish. Mm-hmm. The only person That's I know who wears those. 
huh. is Irish. The only person I know who wears those is my 70-year-old Irish father. So, <laughs> yes. The I data holds. I'm sure. Yes, you have. <laughs> Shall we... Um, we can uh, resume. What's this about? Is this hat content now that you guys have signed up for? <laughs> anyway, there's a time for questions and answers. Um, and that's what Charlotte is saying Charlotte on, on is screen. Saying. Charlotte is basically like, look, you're becoming cynical and I want you to come to this event with me that's all about like affirmations and not being cynical anymore and like finding and believing in love. We all have this friend and who's like, yeah, like, believes some, yeah. some program is going to fix yeah. whatever thing it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Charlotte doesn't do this too often, but here it's a very much, it still feels like a very Charlotte thing so to do. So a man comes walking by and he's shaking their head and there, he comes over and he's like, are you Carrie Bradshaw? And he's in. Basically, Charlotte thinks she's like, don't look up, don't look up, because he's not that cute. Speaking of balding. Um, it's and her. It editor. turns out, which means Carrie's editor isn't a cat who lives on her fire escape, no, who she real live white goes man. out to. Have talk we not to. met him yet? No. no. <gasps> well, early on, we established Brooke has a theory that they're all in her head, that Carrie has the other three in her head. And then it spiraled. Actually, in this fir- the first episode we did with Anna, um, we had this whole bit about how like the whole thing is in Carrie's head. She and her like editor is literally a cat on the fire escape. Oh. And like she's, yeah, you know, That's so the editor's like, I've been trying to call you and Carrie's like, oh. I know you want to fire me. And he's like, actually like these people want to option you for a book. You're Cut calling for a book. Which is Carrie. also like, oh, that's how anxiety works. It convinces you it's the worst thing. Mm-hmm. It's, and it's sometimes not that. And there's this all. really schmaltzy acting moment where Sarah Jessica Parker goes, oh, and then she smiles. And she goes, Oh, and mm-hmm. Ari and I both laughed out loud. I just want to know what that take is, there where they're like, "All right, of... uh, we just want to get this one pickup. Uh, yeah. Can you just be really happy that he wanted this?" And she just out of nowhere has to go, "Oh!" <laughs> and they kept just, the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I would so just funny. like so, to say, um, to Molly Shannon and, and Amy Sedaris, Amy Sedaris are as these two book editors drinking a Cosmos um, so and like courting Carrie and like joking. They were like, "Oh my God, you should write about men and men you've dated." And basically, Carrie gets into this whole thing about how, you know, she's she's not actively writing about men anymore. And, and they're kind of like, what direction? Like, what's the story of this book? Because they basically want her to pick like 35 of her favorite columns and then an intro and an outro. And they're like, you know, what's the theme? What's the story here? And Carrie kind of gets into this whole, you know, it's over for me thing. And they're kind of do this whole like, oh, so it's over for us too thing. In that very Sex in the City way of someone around you says something and then suddenly it alters your whole worldview and you prescribe to that only from there on out, you know? Yeah. Dreams. I mean, I feel that. Yeah. I feel that about my life. Yeah. Like when someone tells me something like, oh yeah, that play, horrible. Oh yeah. I just accept it. That play was horrible. mm -hmm. And I can see it and be like, here's the reasons that Mm -hmm. play Mm -hmm. was horrible. Mm -hmm. You know, it just, yeah. I have always been suggestible and the reason I react to it so strongly in this show is because it's like a character flaw in myself I see. Yeah, yeah. Um, They ask Carrie, they say, is Carrie Bradshaw an optimist or a pessimist? What's your point of view? After all the breakups and the disappointments and the train wrecks, you still believe he's out there, right? (gasps) Does she? And Carrie's not sure she does. (laughs) Amy Sedaris is like, or should we just shoot ourselves now? I'm like, Amy Sedaris, you're killing Love it. the idea that we have to be dead if we don't find a fulfilling sexual partner, you know? Well said. Thank you. I'm going to be dead tomorrow. Yeah. We're Goodbye. all dead. We're dead right now. We're all ghosts. Nothing is real. <laughs> you guys, I'm so... Oh. Okay, a rare moment of Samantha and Carrie friendship. 
We've had a few of these recently, actually. I feel like they're growing into this. I like it. Is this not a thing? I mean, they do season good. five. Well, they hate each other in real life, which is why, oh, and really? did through this process, which is why it's uh, notable. They like publicly had it out for each other this this year, literally. Like this. Some shit went this down. This year, meaning 2018? Yes. Or this, yeah. 2018. I was literally yes. in Israel. But the story the is, news, but. <laughs> yeah, but the story is they hated each other even then, Weird. which I will say, having watched this whole show, if I was Samantha, um, Kim Cattrall, mm-hmm. I also would have been furious by the it's end of this season process. fucking Why? five and she this she is, gets nothing this there's room. no interesting this richard is the most interesting thing that's happened to her and this is how it's handled you know yeah really Ugh. poorly it does get better well, i don't know if so, if that's true that means that she gets 15 percent of the show to be interesting in yeah. she has her moments you know i just mean she i think gets the brunt of the like nothing writing sex i believe that yeah but you could argue the same thing about cynthia nixon i think that cynthia nixon I don't know. Maybe she just acts her maybe, way. Maybe yeah. Maybe to she, but I think Kim Cattrall's a great so actress good. too. Yeah, I, I, I would say just good. writing wise, mm-hmm, they give mm-hmm. Samantha nothing to work with. There's only so many different ways you can say raunchy things, and everyone's like, "Yep, that's your shtick," you know. Yeah. I feel bad for her. Me too. So she's, I wondering about just like believing. What is the harm in believing? So Meaning, I, she's, she's like, "Am I an optimist? Am I a pessimist? Do I believe this guy is still out there for oh me?" Oh my god! Wait, cut to. I had this moment lipstick ask for affirmation where I was like, what if every week I themed my yoga class based on Carrie's I wonder there'd be some dark weeks. Everybody let's just talk about I think it was all just being like very specific like relationship shit about like believing like is there one I couldn't help but wonder you do the, the Carrie Bradshaw of yoga. Oh my God. Let's market me. Mm hmm. We we gotta market you as musicals first. Like, let's get your yeah, niche niche series off yeah. the ground, and then. Are you gonna be my manager? Yeah. I love you. I love you too. On Monday last night's yoga class, Brooke at the beginning was like, "Let's set an intention of gratitude," and I was like, "Great! I'm grateful that my best friend teaches yoga and brings me into all of her adventures in her life." And then I did a yoga class about being grateful for Brooke, which I mm. forgot I didn't tell her until just <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> Charlotte is Brooke's breathing like in the possibility on, of love. I know. She's writing, I believe in love in on lipstick. her mirror in lipstick. I'm Va- sorry. That's Chanel lipstick, by the way. Also, why is she do? I like, Lots of I Chanel this like episode. Samantha's earrings were also they're Chanel. They're ugly. That could have been a post-it. You didn't have to use lipstick. You didn't have to use it on your mirror. It looks, to me, a little like horror movie. Let I understand that women do that kind of thing. Let me introduce you to television. Okay, yeah. Sorry, oh, sorry, yeah. Sorry, the sorry, w- sorry. Do the women in your life do okay, write on the their mirrors in, in lipstick? Yeah, in, in Emily, Emily's roommate would write her notes in lipstick on the on the mirror that's and wild. it was cute it was like very adorable actually oh and would like, write her notes would write Emily oh no notes. that's cute yeah, yeah. when Lauren I don't, I don't I understand the lipstick the moved though. out of our apartment it yeah. wasn't in lipstick but she wrote me a note on our mirror in her bathroom that was like about so poor Miranda is now meeting meeting Steve's mom for the, for the first, first time, time who apparently is slightly drunk She's doing really well. She's got some nice teeth. Yeah. Miranda's doing a good job. She's being really kind. And Mm -hmm. basically Mrs. Brady does this whole, she's like pulls out a tiny print of Brady that she has in her wallet. And she's like, everyone on my floor at work said he looks like me. And she was like, I know you didn't want to do a baptism, but I just, when I think about that little baby burning in hell. It's like so guilt driven. She's sweet, but yeah, I would be horrified to be in Miranda's position. But Ari at this point when we were watching goes, I love moms. <laughs> I well, love she is moms. sweet. She's Ari, sweet. do you love moms? <laughs> yeah, I got a pair of those. <laughs> They're the best. I'm, I'm just going to like, I feel like we, 
I didn't fully introduce myself, which is totally fine because I don't know, know how to. You're like, talk about yourself. I'm right. Like, oh. Talk about yeah. guilting us. Uh, I mean, Jewish we didn't give you guilt. a chance to fully explain yourself. Um, I have two dope moms. You do. That's why Ari is queens. so kind and sweet of feeling. <laughs> That's the entire reason. It's nothing to do with me or how wonderful I made myself. <laughs> I'm a self-made man. Your moms my moms are, are no one. <laughs> your Just moms kidding. are amazing. I love my mamas. Um, and, but I would say in particular, the relationship you have with Amy is like one of mm-hmm. the best mom-child relationships I've witnessed it's in my life. It's pretty strong. Yeah, you have the, a great... I always say like people say, you know, they talk about like the moment where they realize their their parent isn't perfect. Mm. And I'm like waiting you for that moment. You haven't had it with, yeah. I, I know. haven't had it with her, oh. you know? And wow. I have, I have an older brother, Jonah, who's mm-hmm. the, also the best. He is. Uh, you know, I think they're good parents. And that's the thing is that I'm like, I... Not that I turned out perfectly, certainly, but like, you know, don't sell yourself short. I've had some. I I feel good about, you know, the like the general human I've become, and I feel Mm -hmm. really good about the general human that my brother has become. And so I'm like, oh, and we're so different. My God, he's like off and away, literally blasting off. Literally blasting off. He works for SpaceX's name number one competitor, Jeff Bezos's SpaceX. It's called Blue Origin in Seattle. He's he's fucking building rockets. rockets. For humans. That's to amazing. Live in space. Anyways, sorry. Good things though. Moms, they're great. Dope lesbian moms. Mrs. Yeah. Brady is sweet. And honestly, she's not like she's not laying it on as a guilt trip. It's just like she's a little drunk. Well, she's upset yeah. that she's upset that the baby isn't like Basically there. she expected that that Brady would be with Miranda when she met her. And so she's upset that she's not meeting the baby and she's she's actually like kind of visibly upset with it. But as far as like crazy moms can go, mm-hmm. especially in a situation like this when there's a grandchild involved, she's mm-hmm. really pretty restrained. And to his credit, too, when she says something, Steve's like, Mom, yeah. <laughs> Mom, you can't do that. Yeah, it seems like they. And he's have like, a good the mom's like, You're not going to tell him that you're not getting married. And then they're like, we're not going to lie to the priest. So they're meeting because they're going to the to the church to like talk about the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and they meet Father Andrew. And, and the mom immediately goes, they're not getting married. <laughs> and Miranda's like, is she drunk? And Steve's like, no, a couple of beers. Um, so Miranda's basically doing... Uh, Legal... Uh, yeah, I mean, she's she has her red pen in hand, and she's like, I don't want to talk about talk about Satan. She's going through the traditional like she's passages lawyer, right? that would yeah yeah clearly the tra- yeah, yeah the traditional passages that would be read, and she's like, not this, not this, mm-hmm. not this. The, the she's doing the equivalent of not saying one nation under God, <laughs> which I always I would go one nation <laughs> under <laughs> with liberty and justice for all. <laughs> pointedly in elementary school. Okay, but look at her hair in this scene with her. What and is Carrie. God? She's got like a full blowout. Gorgeous. She tells Carrie that she wants to go dress shopping. And then, of course, they're shopping for christening dresses for Brady, which is not what either of them want to be doing. And Excuse me. So, like, Carrie well, brings up the again the idea of being an optimist versus being a pessimist. I need the people, that's called being a human person. I need the people to know that I'm nothing without Bridget. Mm-hmm. That's all. Okay. So they're talking. And so Carrie's talking about being a pessimist versus an optimist. And Miranda's like, Have you met me? And I'm like, I get that. Oh, I'm a deep pessimist, but I'm like simultaneously deeply an optimist. I'm well, like, was, that's what I was going to ask. I paused it because I wanted to ask if you. I know that's the most asinine answer I could have given to that question. Here's the thing. I am big picture optimist. Hmm. I am about the world and people and my life and things working out. I'm pessimist about every little detail along hmm. the way. I like to think that like I'm similar. I'm a healthy balance. That's not fair to say. I'm not actually. I just have a low opinion of myself and my emotional <laughs> life. And so I don't give it enough credit. I Sorry. Was, no. 
I just the way I describe myself on on this podcast (laughs) makes me sound like the most insufferable. I have to like talk my way around every perspective of every issue and like no, but um, that's not really fair because this I don't I can't just like have an opinion and stick with it. I can't even degrade myself properly. We all feel that way. Anyway, Bridget just folded in on herself though. She was like she was like very confident, being like, "Here's my opinion on pessimism, optimism," and then it was like, "No, really, I just hate that's my pessimism." No idea what I'm doing, and that's being alive. Yeah, folks nice. anyway you two i was about to now. say the same thing though i mean we interrupted brooke but i feel the same of like i oh i just got quiet because i got overwhelmed because i feel no, yeah. a lot about both of these things <laughs> pessimism and optimism <laughs> yes ma'am i feel like mm-hmm. i i yeah i feel like i am optimistic with other people like in a in a difficult situation i'm like totally let's help here's how we can improve like i know exactly what we can do together and then when it's myself i'm like no let me stay in my spiral of despair this is fun and comfortable here you know i love the spiral of despair i like i've been camping so out easy. there yeah yeah it's a it's easy um so stay. miranda asks charlotte to nope <laughs> miranda asks carrie to be brady's godmother and carrie's like uh why me well, she's she's also, yeah, it's a weird response. Mm-hmm. I think my instinctual question, I mean, my instinctual answer when my best friend was like, will you do this lovely thing for me would be like, yes. And then maybe ask about some of the details later. Yeah, agreed. It's kind of a weird like, it's hard well, to how would like, you do that thing? No. So they go to this affirmation thing. They all take an affirmation. Carrie's being very Carrie about it. And then she starts complaining about the godparent stuff and how weird it is. And Charlotte, I think kind of reasonably because... Again, I think Carrie's response to all of this yeah. was super weird, honestly. Mm-hmm. I Because being a godparent to me, the people who I know who have godparents they love, it has nothing to do with re- religion. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, it's not even a concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but Charlotte's basically like, I would have killed for that job. You know, essentially, it's not a job. But she's basically just like, please don't talk shit about that to me who would have been overjoyed to be yeah. this child's godparent. I've had that experience before where, like, People are like, oh, I can't believe like this thing is happening to me or like blah, blah, blah. And you're like, can you just like take a minute and mm-hmm. like look like read the room or even. Yeah, that's that's all it is that's where you're, it is. where it's like, actually, you're so valid in having those feelings, especially people who are like, say, successful in your dream field. And then when they complain about things, it's hard to be like, but when it's something specific too, where you're like you if you thought about it for more than 20 seconds, you would understand or two seconds. Honestly, you would know who you were talking to. And that that's just not the person to complain to. And like totally. with Charlotte in particular, I imagine they've had a friendship of thinking like, what do I tell Charlotte in this moment? And like Carrie is being a little tone deaf. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Classic Carrie. And well, so they and, have this and, thing and this woman is like, well, you told me I was going to find love. And so I prayed for it. Well, I prayed for love. I that hasn't happened yet, though. I think yet. we cut to. Yeah. that We just got them will. like sitting down. But yeah. I think what is important so is that it's okay. Carrie I do that is, every episode. Carrie is sort of shitting on Charlotte's game where charlotte is like clearly sad I'm, i don't i don't know i'm like charlotte is sad and like needs support and love and mm-hmm. and happiness right now well and, like, the whole context of her like, divorce back then i don't this know if you know not, this no but I the don't. whole context of her divorce is that she wanted to have a baby they couldn't and then trey was like we don't need to have a baby so she's deeply upset about this oh, all for baby I've reasons it all. Oh. yeah so like and she was the one who was like i'm gonna throw you a baby shower and then of course did a very charlotte like no i have to hide all my baby evidence yeah. like me but it really is a moment of like Carrie. Just you have other friends. You have other places. You have other whatever. Just you know? buck up and yeah. like Carrie. Just like just support not this one your thing. friend, dude. Yeah. It's your a moment where Carrie's a human. You know, as the hero, you're yeah. like, well, there she is, being Carrie. Again, I think it is really cool in terms of like 
TV, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like what we see on TV now of an sort of an anti-hero yes, as totally. a hero or like someone who is clearly imperfect. But yeah, I don't think that they would have identified her as such. Definitely not. not in this, yeah, but I think, I think you're yeah. right that we have as audiences have a different appetite or different like reception mm-hmm. for especially female characters who aren't yeah. just awesome or fulfilling whatever or are flawed or are anti-heroes or are I think crazy ex-girlfriend's a great example of that where honestly I like had to socialize myself into enjoying it because I was kind of put off by the character at first Mm -hmm. but then that's becomes like the joy of the show yeah Mm -hmm. it's a really smart and really cool and I think I think it's jarring in this because it's it's not what's happening most of the time and then you see Carrie being an asshole and you kind of have to especially if you identify with her as like the main character and the kind of slate for your emotional into the show then you're forced to kind of be like oh carrie's kind of being an asshole and like how do i treat my friends in these moments exactly yeah so um richard and samantha are at dinner and he's like trying to be like he's very like he's making self-deprecating jokes he's being very nice and she's like pushing it a little bit and she's sort of like, okay, listen, well, you're going to go to Miranda's baptism with me on Sunday. It'll be boring. It'll be all day. And it's mandatory. And, and he says, what time? And she says, two. And she brings her hand up to her mouth for now the third time in this episode. Here is the crux of me being like, Samantha. Because here's the thing. Granted, it's very, very fresh. But I feel pretty firmly you either are back in and then you're back in mm-hmm. or you're not what you don't do is some middle ground constant guilt tripping like i understand he has shit to atone for but the answer to that is he's not someone you want to be with yeah or he is and you've chosen to forgive those things and you guys are going to like progress from here this whole episode is her being like yes i'm back with him and defending it and then being a piece of shit to him which like yes he, he is too but like you're choosing to be back in this situation with him yeah and so a woman walks by and like Richard he doesn't, doesn't even turn look. and and it's like is Samantha ready to forgive him is, has he proven himself enough to her is the crux of this issue which it's like why would you get proof. back with him before no it's not with- it's not like he's now suddenly magically a switch has flipped and he doesn't notice other women he's making a choice to not notice that woman who likes walks by and tries to get his attention right like he is making choices every step of the way here and like that yeah and the show even sort of indicates that it like shows the woman shows him still like trying at really and hard it, and and Samantha like noted. noticing her right. noticing him but like as a guy I've been in that position where I'm like I know that I can't look to my left right mm-hmm. now or my right and like I just can't mm-hmm. I, I gestured to my right when I said my left <laughs> everyone um and so my, it's our okay left. it's our left I was, it was forever stage left. Else, the stage left um I can't look at stage left because there's a there's a <laughs> um you know a person that uh, my partner or whomever might find sort of you know, I don't know, may, might make them insecure, threatening. Yeah. threatening, yeah, anything, or or even just which like, is also an interesting thing because I would say on the flip attention. side, yeah. I don't think that's something I've really thought about so much. Hmm. There are definitely moments. I mean, it's a human decency thing, hmm. but I don't think I police that in the same way for myself. And I would say that's maybe because there's a whole like cultural thing that's like men check out women and they can't help themselves and women get insecure about it and i mean i think what it is is the idea of just like being aware of potential like sexual partners and we're gonna boil it down to that yeah and being on one side or the other the animal instinct too that just like comes out what you notice your partner doing what you do and i think it boils down to respect because Mm -hmm. there's definitely a line but i also think that like especially if you choose to be monogamous with someone for most of your life like you're just gonna see people Mm -hmm. who you want to look at and trust and and i think that there's such a distinct difference of like seeing someone and being like wow look at that butt or you know what i mean like some sort of like wow they look gorgeous and then 
acting on that. And I think that mm-hmm. that distinction is sort of glossed over here where he actually acted on it. He cheated. He did something with another woman. And that, that she, you know, like uh, she's impressed by him not looking, but I actually would reverse that and say like, I mean, it's fine. You know, I don't know. Again, the bar is it very hollow on... in the it, ground. The te- right. I feel like you would cut the like, tension of him not looking with a knife yeah like, i would rather him just sort of yeah. like glance and be like glance. wow look at her she's it would up. actually have seemed more <laughs> like, natural because yeah. that's the thing because half of the time when you like turn your head to look at someone it's because as my old theater teacher used to say people are dinosaurs and they mm-hmm. look at motion and if someone walks yep. by your table nine times out of ten i'm gonna glance up at them anyway and the fact him like pointedly like not looking makes seem, it, it weirder make it, worse. it makes yeah, it worse exactly. it's a weird choice yeah. yeah okay so now we're at this part i thought we were at before yes where this woman is talking about how like the woman who's giving this whole like affirmation speech thing she's wearing this really crazy suit she looks like a robot mm-hmm. and this woman's like I prayed for love and I thought I would man and I and manifested I my, love ma- and then my last, affirmations every day and last week I fell in love and Charlotte and he's perfect he's everything I could imagine sort of like excuse me mm-hmm. and she does this whole thing where she stands up and she's like I don't know how to make myself believe anymore because I say my affirmations but it's never going to chunk in and the woman on stage is like well maybe maybe you need to try harder and she's like, I don't know if it's going to work out for me. And she explains, she's like, actually, no, listen, I did find love. Mm-hmm. And then it was wonderful. And we had a beautiful wedding and then it all fell apart. And now I don't believe anymore. And he took that belief from me. And I'm, I'm so angry that he did, which I also understand that yeah. feeling of like having so something horrible. taken for you without yeah. your, from you, your belief, your whatever, your trust, your, all of those things. Your optimism in a way. Totally totally relevant to this episode and then and they have this like hilarious long mic to reach into the audience so people can speak (laughs) and carrie like grabs it and because the woman's basically like maybe you're not really putting yourself out there and carrie's like um she is trust me and the woman's like no physically and emotionally you have to really put yourself out there which is where you're like yep this is the money-making scam yeah also and carrie says not true i think that I think yeah, that I holding agree. yourself back at least a little bit and feeling like you're yourself rather than you're you for someone else, like being confident in yourself, I think is the best way to like attract a mate. You know? I also have to say that the best run animal planet now, best like romantic connections I've ever had have all two a one come at times when I've been like not looking for that yeah. or not putting yeah. myself out in that way. Mm-hmm. It's funny. I feel like I have this conversation. It's like, when you go out with a group, and especially in women, like I had this conversation with a girl. It's like the one girl that, like, in this group of friends that, of this girl that I was talking to, like the girl who gets the most attention is the one who puts out like. And I, I don't mean to say that, and I don't say this with like a judgmental vibe because obviously I don't know this girl. I've never met her. I've never seen her. But like, help me vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like women who choose to play damsel, and then watching men fall for it and being furious with her, furious with him furious with yourself that you could do the same thing. Because I have a thing where I'm like, when like, I'm feeling like good and confident about myself and I go out, I feel like no one wants to approach me. Mm-hmm. My energy, the like pheromones that I'm putting out are like, do not approach, which is like not what I want, but it's like, and I don't know if that's just like New York has jaded me like for like the majority of my day. Those like, I'm like, do not fucking talk to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But, um, have you watched elder millennial yet? No, you should. Okay. Um, Okay. I just think it's really interesting. Put it on the watch list, everyone. Elder Millennial. And Explained. I want to watch Explained, too. Yeah. Put it's, it on the list. They, they, it's, it's Netflix and Vice, right? Yeah. They like work together. I think I've, heard, I've read about this recently, actually. It's really good. Yeah. Um, so now we're at... So Brady's we're at the baptism. baptism. Carrie's wearing a weird little 
she's wearing like um oh, a big flower, flower on, her head, on her head which means maybe she's open to love which means maybe we're gonna meet a love interest soon this guy uh, who the from the side i'm gonna have to show you he's like a less cute version of my friend's dad to a t it it shocked me i don't like but basically this guy comes up to carrie and he's like you with the thing on your head like are you the god mom i'm the godfather and he like does this whole and you're like oh like little callback or you know reference yeah Yeah. and he like introduces himself to her and he's like wouldn't this make a great story for our kids and he kisses her hand anytime you kiss someone's hand without them offering for you to kiss their hand (laughs) bad news real choice bad news bears we don't want that have you ever like kissed a lady's hand i've kissed a lady's hand either in jest or in like this is a true formality in this moment. I have to kiss your hand, you know, like prom or something right. where it's like, sure. And now Where did you I go to prom the, the 1870s? Yeah, I <laughs> went to prom at the 1870s. I went to prom in suburban Wisconsin. Mm. I also dated someone from Kentucky for a while. Mm. So there were a lot of sort of Southern mm-hmm, traditions. Mm-hmm. I forgot about that. Mother that I actually, this just, so I, I just remembered that I, I did a bit yeah. for about two years of my life. <laughs> Until it stopped getting the reaction I wanted, which was everyone telling me how fucking cute and funny I was. Yeah. When I was a kid. I where, will never oh. stop telling you. <laughs> Thank you. You are so fucking cute. I told you the story when when I was probably five and we were at the dinner table and my sister Mar, who I now live with, said out of the blue, you used to be so cute. What happened? And I burst into tears. Oh. Had like a full night meltdown. Anyway, this is the bit I used to do. I would take someone's hand and I would go, I will kiss the hand that I love. <laughs> and then turn it at the last second and kiss my own oh, hand. Oh, <laughs> that's a good bit. Anyway, so it seems like a good bit that would definitely that run out. Like that would eventually yes, end. Yes, definitely. <laughs> my siblings used to go Baruch Atad and I, that's good. and I oh. would sob. Oh yeah, well, Everyone, my take name a drink. is another Jew, take another Jew reference. Another Jew reference. My initials were B R B M, which yeah. I of course did not realize until my sister gleefully informed me stands for bowel movement and used to be like a '90s word for poop. And I was like, fine, I'm gonna go by B D M for the rest of my life. And she was like, that's fine. If you say it out loud, it spells bottom, which is basically bottom. <laughs> Was this Mara? Yes, of course it was. I hate her. Oh, I'm the stories. I, I live with her too. I love Mara. The stories I can tell you about the things Mara put me through. She also like, she also did something called Kids Corner where she like made whole lessons, lesson plans and like sheets, worksheets, play things for me in the corner of our playroom. She also, for like two years when I was just learning how to use the toilet, I hated pooping in the potty and she would sing me the poopy potty song, which is different every time. Some variation of like you unhook the right strap you unhook the left strap of your overalls and pull them down it was like catered to what i was doing wearing and that was the only way i'd poop for years so so we love her she's the best she also tortured me well anyway anyway baptism balance i asked are we sure this isn't about my childhood (laughs) i think it should be we were talking about baptism versus circumcision Oh and I was gosh. like, what do you think is worse, getting water thrown on you without your consent or getting the tip of your penis cut off? <laughs> I, I bet you had no strong feelings about it. She she said, wait, save it for the pod. Don't, <laughs> okay, don't answer now. Save it. Don't answer. So now but I'm like Ari, on the spot. Yeah. Now we're on the pod. <laughs> Let's hear it. I would rather straight up have the tip of my penis cut off because, because. Because, 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 because. I, because I went there too. Because I, of the wonderful things. Foreskin does. No, that's, this <laughs> is the thing. Because of the wonderful things that not having uh-huh. a foreskin does. Like, I'd rather get that trimmed 
I was going to say, one, you you're a baby, mean? yeah. Fuck right? I'm not going to remember it's over. it. Fuck the foreskin. It's gone. It, it happens, it's done, it's and over. now we move on. As opposed to, and like, if I were 16. Listen, we all know that I couldn't get... tell an uncircumcised penis from a circumcised penis. Really? Even after you had used one. For months. I didn't know that. Months I interact in Ireland because most of us, like of my like Canadian and Sorry, American man. friends, we like hadn't really come into contact with them mm-hmm. too much. And of course, Irish boys are also. I mean, basically outside of America, it's like not that common to be circumcised mm-hmm. just across the board. And uh, um, we used to refer to them as automatic versus stick. Like trying like how, because my friend say, and her host mom started referring to it in front of the kids that way. <laughs> then we all just picked up. Which was automatic. Automatic was uncircumcised. No circumcised. Yeah. Stick you have to do a little more oh, work. Yeah, you know, sure, you have sure. to you have to know how to do all the gears and everything yeah, that's and a lot of yeah. I don't know. I, the thing is I don't have that much exposure with penises. Right, right. Might, what? Guys, I'm Only straight. I don't know how many times I need to say this in the podcast. He doesn't I'm gag on straight. dicks. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Whatever. I just wanted to take it there. <laughs> I've never gagged on a dick. You're but, missing out. That's because Bridget's a virgin. That's right. <laughs> That's a bit I don't get. Um, but I do get that I've never seen, like, I've never seen a hard penis. Like, I've never. Really? Yeah. I, I guess. Mean, in, like, I've seen mirror? one. Yeah, I've okay, seen wait, one. Okay, wait, here's my mine, question. You watch straight porn, I assume. I guess I've seen, yeah, I meant live. I meant, oh, yeah, I yeah, meant yeah. Live like in, in person. person. Other than that straight porn. <laughs> so live. Live. New York. <laughs> yeah, when I was on set for that porn that I did. Mm-hmm. What? What? You were the fluffer. I was the fluffer. That's right. Fluffer. <laughs> Let's just finish this. Anyway, should we talk about sex in the city? Yeah. So they're at the baptism and Carrie Char- has a moment where she's handed the baby and she well, she's very stressed about it before. She's like, I got a nice dress. I didn't want Brady to outshine me, but she's also like, Are you sure Charlotte would really like to do this? And they have a really sweet moment of Miranda like, being You're like my best friend. I, and, and and more so than that, too, Miranda's like, I don't believe in any of this, but I believe in you. You are my best friend. I want you to be connected. And if this day is going to be about something meaningful to me, this is how you make it and meaningful. And they're saying, all saying the prayer, and it cuts to Magda, which I think is now Miranda's, like, mother figure. Um, and then she comes, Steve's right. mom, and then... Um, Richard is like saying the prayer and Samantha does this like fucking campy look to Where she's like, there isn't enough salvation or holy water in the world for you. And then he takes her hand and I'm like, this is the worst flirting of all time. The worst flirting. Oh, you guys are just reminding each other sexually of the time he cheated on you. Cool. This was like, and yeah. Carrie gets handed the baby. I didn't know the godparent holds the baby mm-hmm. while the I water is poured over them. I actually did know that because of TV. Mm, interesting. Oh. Well, I've also seen you baptisms too? where they're truly just dunked, but they do a lovely little, um, drizzling of the holy water and Carrie has a really sweet moment where it's just like she's there she's holding mm-hmm. the baby and she can feel how significant it is and Steve I love the moment you hand. see it's a prop you're just like that's no longer a baby there's yeah. two shots where it's a baby and then all of a sudden it's a prop it's like, not oh, a baby that's not a baby Samantha and Richard are leaving and uh, she says thank you so much Miranda says I didn't do anything Samantha says you got me to a church and Richard says, just, just for, for the record, record I, I did, did get, get scared. scared, which I'm like, damn, if you're, if you're trying to quietly justify yourself to a woman's friends, you've probably already shed the bed. Yep. And then they all, all three kind of like <laughs> watch them leave and, and like, like okay. and they're like shaking their heads and Miranda and Carrie look so frustrated and Charlotte's like, I don't know, maybe things will work out between them. And then Carrie decides to dedicate her book to her, the, uh, the eternal optimist. It's really, it's a moment for everyone of being like, oh look, cause Carrie and Miranda are like, what the fuck Charlotte? Who was talking about killing him? And you're like, oh, 
oh, Charlotte believes again. Mm. And it's like, wait, what happened? Did she decide for herself? Did the baby do it? Did Carrie standing up for her do it? Because nothing has changed. And so Carrie goes home and with bad grammar, missing a couple commas, Brooke, that's you. Get in there and slide those commas in. I'm on it. She dedicates it to all the single women who have hope out there, but one in particular, Charlotte. But I think that, I do think that the, the message of the episode is that like she's so totally lost Carrie in this and and doesn't Mm -hmm. know what to write about and doesn't know what's happening and then finds purpose in her friend you know she like really supports Charlotte at that weird like Mm -hmm. uh, affirmation conference and it's like the one that actually is the affirmation right and then ends up being like what seems like a wonderful godmother and like ends up sort of stepping up and and taking care of her friends and like that it's almost like there's more to life than your romantic partner and there's more to li- yeah exactly and more to life than work and more to life than than writing about your your yeah. existence and like well and it's also this whole thing where like you again like i said about anxiety earlier but you know she gets a call from her editor and assumes it's about she, her being fired and it's yeah. like actually even while you didn't think you were doing your best work other people were noticing and supporting and excited by you and like yeah. excited by what you do and your friends support you and you're you know it's a good I was going to say there's a lot of strong friendship in this episode yeah. that comes out, and I do like it for that reason. And yeah. she comes along with it. Well, I just thought I had Ari because... Strong female friendship. That was my first thought. All right. Ari Herschel. Shana Tova. Yeah. Shout out to all my Tovas out there. Dip your apples in honey. Hey, 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 honey. Who did you relate to? I'm so glad we have that bit like six times now. What the the all of it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I relate to in this episode? Um, um, I think you know it. It's it's nonsense, but I believe I think I related to Carrie in exactly what I was talking about. Where I feel like when I look down too hard or I look too much at like what I'm doing, I feel lost and afraid and like I don't know mm. exactly where I'm going and directionless. And um, I had a really good therapy session about that today. And shout out Regina. Um, and I yes, another <laughs> lovely therapist to add to this and, podcast. Uh, but I but that I do feel such purpose when my friends need help or like or or mm-hmm. when I feel like I can be useful for other people, and it really makes me so happy, like truly happy to be able to help people. Not know? to be your therapist. Yeah, please. But do you think that's partially why you like being in a relationship so much? Oh, not totally. help explicitly because it's you're not someone who like picks broken people you have to fix. I mm-hmm. don't mean that. No, yeah. But I mean like because you love being in a relationship. I do. I love it. And I think that, yeah. Does it fulfill the same like? Yeah, it's like it's like I can think about and, and recently I've, I've figured it out like I can think about something besides myself and again when i look at myself i just i just spiral and it goes back to what we were talking Mm. about with pessimism and optimism but when i am at the store and i'm like oh what should i buy for myself oh all these snacks that i you know like don't like that much that make me feel sick Mm -hmm. but that i'm like somehow addicted to or like Mm. you know i'll buy alcohol or whatever Mm -hmm. and then i'm like oh i could buy this kombucha for emily and there's something that's so fulfilling about being like i can think about another person and feel good about myself Mm -hmm. and and that is how i yeah how i get up every day in a way and that like there there are people that it's not yeah you're right it's not damsel in distress but it's people that it's a little needed feeling like you can make someone's life better and yeah yeah. just a little easier just a little yeah um so i feel like a little bit a bit of a connection to carrie in that she Mm -hmm. sort of learned that lesson i think that was valuable brooke um samantha actually hmm I'm worried that I'm going to be the one that, like, 
is I have a irrational fear of dating someone that my friends disapprove of hmm. that my friends won't tell me. And so I, I, or like knowing that my friends disapprove and doing it anyway. Um, have you done I that get before? That. I don't think I have done it before. Well, I've almost done it. Um, and I have a relationship where I'm like, I feel like I'm defending constantly. And I feel like in a lot of my relationships, I feel like I'm defending the errors of the person that I care oh, about. Oh, I get that hardcore. And how exhausting think, that is. I think it's part of why I came to bat so hard. Yeah, you did. Because I'm like, I get you it. You know what that's like. like people yeah. have flaws, people have faults, but I will try to. It, it's like sort of what my brother was talking about last week. It's like, I'm, I'm very because of the how I grew up, like I, I don't want to hold a grudge. I would rather try to see mm-hmm. the good in someone. Mm-hmm. And so I think almost to a fault, I'll be like, well, we can't really hate this person because of this. Like right. these are the, these are maybe the reasons that justify why this person did the thing that they, they did or whatever. Um, or it was like an error or a misstep and now they're changing and whatever. And I just, mm-hmm. I'm, I worry that I'm, I'm, I'm like Samantha where I present as something or someone who is very strong and like secure, but it's actually very like weak and looking for like something specific you that know? she like won't acknowledge. Yeah, I think that's the Samantha part of me is the mask part of me. Mm. And that's so relatable, I think that mm-hmm. we're all yeah. Because Especially I think I'm yeah, I I think that I'm also just like someone who like prides myself on being like super open and vulnerable. Yeah. But I also know that there's like that the level of that 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 I don't share with people. And that I own is like actually like the scariest part of me and is like Definitely. very rare to get. And I think you two have gotten it a little bit, but like there are things like even last week in therapy, I was like, I won't even say this out loud to myself and I have to say it out loud to you because like, this is why I'm paying you. Yeah. Um, but no, I get that very much. I think that's kind of where you and I cross over is that both of us live our lives as open books and I do it as a defense mechanism. And I also do it as a, like the things that I feel bad about, I'm like very verbal and open about, but I do it. I've talked about this before, I think, but I do it as a protective mechanism of like, look, I'm doing the work. I'm aware of it. And then I don't do anything. It's like the acknowledging of, but also the stuff that then doesn't get talked about is the like actual deep shit that. Yeah. It's this hard balance. I was talking to Ari about this like an hour, two hours ago, but like Mm -hmm. the balance between your right brain and your left brain. It's like, I know that I am aware of the things, but I'm like, I also know that my like emotional self is like the one that will, like eclipse yeah I would say just explicitly about that like I have gone through a situation too where like I explicitly told a lot of people where I was like I both know I'm burning a bridge and I also like between the person I'm telling and the person on the other end of the story but I'm I also did that really explicitly as like a protective mechanism so that I wouldn't cross the bridge again because Mm -hmm. I'm also so afraid of that that or like my friends or my or people who I love who've supported me like being disappointed in something I do and there's something really strong about setting up mechanisms for yourself where you're like these people know and so I can't get away with the shame and silence of like doing the thing in quiet Mm -hmm. and even though I think people would be supportive of you at some level being like yeah whatever makes you in the way that I would also but in the way that I would also go home and be like I can't hear all the reasons that I feel yeah upset that's my nightmare my friends go home and do that about me totally which I don't think they are and I don't think no I I don't think I have cultivated a group of people that would do that but 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was all to say. I think I feel similarly. I, th- I feel about Samantha because mm. Samantha is doing the like version of what I won't do, but that like I could see happening, you know, where you like it, it's it, and again, I would just say as a as a maybe disclaimer to the people who listen to this and just hear me being like rude about this show week after week is that I pretty much across the board the stuff that I am the most judgmental of them about is stuff that I am judgmental about myself about or fearful about myself doing it's interesting it's like I'm watching Bachelor in Paradise right now so is Emily she loves it and it's horrible it's trash but every week they'll be talking about something and I'll be like I get that yeah. Like I understand mm-hmm. what she's coming. I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 yeah. no. Yeah. I'm like, oh, but oh, I just like want to shove a dagger into my stomach, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I do know that feeling. But, but I think that yeah, that's like the cool, the thing that I actually liked most about this this watch is that I'm like, oh, I connect with you know, like even yeah, you know, there we are, just had there a podcast ways, about it, right? Yeah. I feel like I connected with with. And in women some ways, you're like, yeah, yeah, totally. In some ways, you're like, this show is not based in reality, and in some ways, you're like, they do get to some emotional hearts Mm -hmm. sometimes not in the places they're trying to I Mm -hmm. think that's what's most fascinating about this show at least for me watching it 20 years later Mm -hmm. is I'm like there are real hot zones and like moments where they get deep into things and often those are not the moments where they're trying to and this episode it wasn't even really it wasn't at all Mm -hmm. but I I also just like to come back on your point I just feel that so hard of of the people in my life who you know, I've had falling outs with or that I, I, you know, strongly disagree with consistently or, or, you know, that I just don't like. And that often they have a quality or two or three or four or ten of a, a quality that I don't like in myself, like really don't like of in myself yeah. or that I'm afraid to bring out in yeah. myself. And then they have it so blatantly, like that's part mm-hmm. of their, their personality that mm-hmm. they just wear it on their sleeve. And I feel like I just can't respond well to that i'm like oh yeah. god no you're supposed to put that away and, and yeah. compartmentalize that deep down in your stomach all of and my never think deepest about judgments are of other people are things that i'm like terrified about of myself or yeah. judge myself for yeah what a lesson human a nature lesson. am i right yeah. and it's it goes hand in hand i think with that it's like the flip side of the coin is that is remembering that like everyone else is thinking about themselves as much as you're thinking about yourself and then like probably they aren't noticing but then I go into spirals with myself where I'm like oh, how but much am I, I thinking about other people yeah I judge everyone around me of course they're judging me yeah. I think it's why I'm so reluctant to be a Carrie because it's like I don't like those qualities in me hmm. and I talked about them. Yeah. Um, but let's like make it a little peppier, shall we? Shall we? No, all right. Let's talk about your delta ups, delta downs. Should we talk about plopability real fast? Oh my god, sorry. I totally no, that's okay. Forgot. That's okay. Because that can be up to plopability is what we say. If you took this episode and plopped it into 2018, would it work or not? Like, what parts would have to be adjusted? Yeah, I think a lot of parts would work. I, I think. think so too. I think, I think the, this is pretty across the board. I think the like people whose people whose families no are religious are going to be like contentiously religious. Yeah, yeah, and it's contentious about is my favorite Con- word. Contentious, <laughs> it's a great one. Contention, no, just contentious. Any variation on contentious. I agree. I, I think, think it's, it's pretty. Pop-up-ful. Yeah, uh, Samantha's storyline exists in another timeline. Mm-hmm. Charlotte's does. It probably wouldn't take the exact form of this like thing they go to no it absolutely you think it would exist oh they they do they do i know okay you're right you're right you're right she'd still go charlotte actually still would go and in fact it would be a more interesting scene in 2018 than it is in 
Or it'd be like an online forum or no. something. Right. That's no. what I was no. thinking too, is that you like it's do It's like either. a fucking Gabrielle. Like I love her and I I believe in her and I'm reading her books and like whatever. Yeah. But it's like a Gabrielle Bernstein yeah. like mm. the mm-hmm. universe like right, 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 where right. does the universe take you? Mm-hmm. If you Even like, just like the secret, you know, like mm-hmm. that shit. Like that people shit. buy in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and or those. The, that's yeah. not to say that I don't like Land, have the universe has your back cards and like have it. It's like believing in and truthfully. And like I do like have a rose course around my neck right now and I'm a yoga teacher. But like yeah i still am like "Mm." reality you know yeah i think another really quick just like the whole premise of this episode is based on the fact that um carrie thinks she's gonna get fired from this newspaper because she's like even the important people are getting fired and i'm like yeah look at newspapers (laughs) you know we were that was like the first thing she'd be like honestly it'd be like gotham closing and then yeah it'd be like having to figure out what you do in your yeah yeah exactly yeah um all right Delta right. ups, delta downs. What's your rose and thorn of the week? My right. rose and thorn of the week. Um, I would say my thorn is that uh, Emily, my girlfriend. Uh, uh, my girlfriend. Mine. My She's girlfriend. Mine. If Don't we wed, we wed. <laughs> Inside joke that everyone, everyone gets. gets. Hi, um, everyone. Uh, uh, but my thorn is that Emily moved uh First to Colorado, which is where she's from, to get her stuff, and then really to California for graduate school, which is like so exciting and sad. But in this moment, I am also sad about it. Um, I feel for you deeply. uh, But my rose, other than this, this has been a (laughs) freaking blast, and I want to come back forever. And this is my favorite thing in the world. It feels so cathartic. But other than this is that... uh, Remember when you were nervous? Weird. I'm still nervous. Uh, But but on Sunday... I got to watch so much football. <laughs> I'm and so happy Mamma Mia sculpt notes. Pa- I didn't do Mamma Mia sculpt. Um, uh, I feel bad about sculpt. I feel bad about it. Um, but instead, I uh, you can't see me shaking my head and rolling my eyes. <laughs> classic. Um, I watched the Packers go Green Bay Packers totally trounce the Chicago Bears. They were down twenty, All right, I'm sorry. 20 to nothing. Not a podcast. No, I want to hear it. And then Aaron Rodgers, who was uh-huh. injured in the first half. He, they thought he tore his ACL. He comes back in the second half out of nowhere, and then we won 24-23 on a last second on a, a, a touchdown within two minutes. It, it that was, is a very it was exciting just like, game of football. I literally just screamed in a bar. Mm-hmm. I lost my voice. It was unbelievable. I'm so happy for you. You have football again. We can all pray to Aaron Rodgers tonight. You know? Can we? Well, I can. I must. One drop. nation under Aaron <laughs> under Rodgers, Aaron. <laughs> indivisible, <laughs> with liberty and justice for all. What a call, Bridget. Um, <laughs> Thank you. My, you're welcome. My Delta down. Um, this is going to shock no one that I'm talking about the weather, but we did this weird thing where it went from 80 to being 60 and, and like raining and nasty. Here's the thing. I love fall and we're going to be back to 80 this week. So it doesn't really matter. I just hope we get fall is my point. I don't want to go from 80 degrees and muggy to 60 and raining. I just want some nice crisp days. That's all. Um, I also, um, I just, I don't know. I had a dark out again. It does. I had um, a good, but like really difficult therapy session today. um, And I'm glad I went and that's what therapy's for. But it like kind of did that. It's like when you, when you, I don't know, when you, you know, when you get a massage and then you're actually more sore for the next 24 hours, it feels like that. Like I got the box of some shit was opened that I'm now going to have to, you know, like really deal with in the next week before Mm -hmm. I go back to therapy. And that's fine. It's just being alive is hard and having emotions is hard. And but you're going to Portland, Oregon. I love Portland. Portland's back on the pod. Um, my Delta up 
is that this is only a four-day week because I'm going home to see my best oldest friend get married, which is very exciting, um, and I'm really happy for her. And then it's only a week and a half from when I'm going to be in Florida with Brooke's family going to Disneyland. So. <laughs> also, I had an insanely long yeah, day at work, um, but I had a really good day at work, and I'm um, a super productive, valuable member of a team now, and that feels awesome. I will say, yeah, no, I'm going to leave it at that. I was going to add another delta down, and then why no. would I do that? So. We'll talk about that's a post-game delta down. Yeah. But that's, I love that. That's I will great. say that, so my roommate slash lover, I go. Oh, also just doing yoga. I told Brooke last night, too, I've never liked a yoga class more than I liked last night, even though I was sore, and like, I don't know, she's a good teacher, and I... I'm happy about it. I think that's a core power thing more than that's anything. No. I think you haven't once let me compliment you on being a teacher in the last three days without deflecting it, and I'm not going to let you. Um, My... Also, as I was walking out and Brooke was asking everyone how they felt, the girl in front of me was like, you're a dream, and she was not someone Brooke knew, so I'm just here to tell everyone this isn't me talking out of my ass. Um, I will say that Alex Seeley was in Disney World for the past week, and Alex Wiseman has been... Watching just like YouTube podcast documentaries about Disney World the whole week. Out of like envy. I like walked in this morning and he was like, hey. And I was like, what's going on? And he's like, just listen to this podcast about Euro Disney. It's fascinating. But it's also like very indicative of like who you are. All of you as a collective. Um, My Delta Up is definitely this Mamma Mia sculpt. Um, I've never just like, I truly, I like sat down at the beginning of class. I was like, thank you for coming to my bar mitzvah. That was the first thing she said when she walked in. And I'm not kidding. Every person in the room laughed. And that's when we were like, here we fucking go. Again. Again. (gasps) I honestly, though, I will say like until we were in like middle of like, with the sun a i was i'm like i'm in a blackout during yeah. the class <laughs> like yeah. i was like i have no idea i was like a chiquitita the, uh, the karaoke accompaniment of tricky teacher that i had chosen started playing and like someone noticed finally that it was chiquitita and i was like i can't believe this is happening this is real. Was like, brooke was like yes you are listening to the instrumental accompaniment to the chiquitita track <laughs> welcome to class everyone <laughs> It was um, insane. I'm not kidding. Go watch the videos on her social media. It was media. truly like the best that you can watch me like double over and joy. Um, and then my Delta down is that the Northwestern Wildcats are just trash at football. Oh my <gasps> God. My food is here. Food. I sneakily ordered food. You ordered food? Yeah. Sorry. Oh, hang on. I wondered what was happening okay, over there. Well, yeah. Um, my Delta down is that Northwestern Wildcats are trash at football. And also that it's dark outside. And also that... The doorbell ring. <laughs> Brooke's gonna get gonna her food. That's the second reference to football, and I only provided <laughs> one. That's true. Actually, I, there were three, and I provided the first because I was right. the one who brought up the Packers. So go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. I once I made Aria Packers cake for his birthday two years ago, so you know it's real. I um, that's all. Ari, I have a question for you. Yep. If you would like mm-hmm. to be found on social media, how could we, the people, find you there? I'm pretty sure I don't use Instagram that much, but you can uh, Instagram find me at Ari underscore Shapiro. <gasps> We've got an, an underscore in here. Uh, to be clear, I am not the Ari Shapiro from NPR. <laughs> I have been called Wait, out literally, many times. Ari, he was a crossword puzzle clue too, and I was yeah. like, "There's no way that it's Ari Shapiro." And it was. And I was like, "I was like." On the other hand, of course, of how course. many Ari Shapiros have, must there be in the world? Uh, there's a few. I mean, there's a lot of. The Jews, question is, right? can you eventually be Jews. more famous? 
than the NPR Ari Shapiro. That's my literally life goal right here. If we will, the NPR Shapiro. Oh my God, the NPR Shapiro. Um, Brooks just open mouthed at me because I'm amazing. Social media, ma'am. What about you? You can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Burt Macklin, and you can find me on Instagram at Bridget M37. And honestly, what the fuck are you doing if you haven't looked? Wow. She's Ari took the last photo on there. So she's amazing. Tweeter. That's true, but I've been I've been slacking recently. Brookie, you can find me on Twitter at Brooke underscore Wiseman. Underscore. And you can find me on Instagram at Brooke Wiseman no underscore. And I swear to God, if you put a fucking underscore in my Instagram, I will find you and dip you in honey and eat you. Bum bum bum. Have a sweet New Year, bitches. Bye. Happy five seven seven nine. Love you. Oh, I don't fucking know. You can find us collectively. Is it five, seven, seven, nine? I think so, so many years. We are at Splat Podcast on Twitter, on, on Instagram, Instagram, at, at gmail.com. Please rate, review, subscribe. subscribe. We love Tell you Tell us guys. what you feel. We want to Talk hear from to you. Us. Um, we will be back next week and then we'll be in Disney World. Bye. Head over to Hulu this March where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.